Featuring my brother. Um, today we'll be talking about the Myers Briggs and how I don't know, like knowing ourselves can help improve our lives. So, this is my brother. His name is Rourke Zhang. He's very cool. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Rourke Zhang. I'm very cool. <laughs> and so. Let's just get straight into it. Like, for those who don't know, can you give us a quick recap of Myers-Briggs personality types? So Myers-Briggs is a personality indicator, which uses four letters to describe someone's personality type. So the first letter represents introversion or extroversion. The second one represents perceiving or sensing the third one is thinking and feeling and the last one is judging or uh, perceiving yes perceiving (laughs) so let me ask you how did you get into this whole spiel this fixation dare I say Back in third grade, the teacher made us do one of these. Maybe not third grade, maybe like six or something. (laughs) And then after that, I just didn't think about it for like five years. And then my friends got into it and they're like, wow, you should should take it again. So I did. And my type didn't change at all. That's pretty cool. So what is your type? I am an INTP, which is introverted, in, intuitive thinking perceiver. Yes. And I am, uh, I'm between E and I, but let's say E and F, P. Yes, that's correct. Yay. So would you say that, like, the Myers-Briggs types are accurate? Um, for some people, the type indicator can fit very well. For example, if you're a, you know, stereotypical one type, like I'm a stereotypical INTP, I fit pretty well to the category. But some people are very different from the types and could be maybe between two or three or even four or more types. So for some people, it's very accurate. For others, it's less so. So, does this mean, like, for example, if you are uh, ENFP or whatever type you are, is it something that you can't really change or something that means, like, if you are this, you will act within, like, a certain realm? Um, There are, there's this concept of functions, cognitive functions, that each personality type is um, associated with. So each personality type kind of has a preference for how they use the functions. Um, So the type is basically just how you prefer to use these functions. But you can also develop, you know, the ones you're less familiar with. And if you practice them, you can get better at using them. And then, you know, you can 
maybe you'll enjoy using, or not enjoy, but prefer using some of the ones you didn't know before. Do you think, like, you've ever, like, how has this, you know, changed your perception of other people or yourself, or is there anything that, like, you really enjoy about this specific topic? Um, the thing I enjoy the most, which perhaps isn't the most useful aspect, is um, trying to predict random people's types based on what you know. Um, now, this is probably uh, the worst way you can use it since it tries to fit people into stereotypes. And, of course, everyone is more complicated than the four letters. But on the plus side, it has helped me understand, you know, before I was like, Oh, why is this person thinking like this? Why are they so are they so stupid? No. Um, but yeah, I've learned how people have different ways of thinking. And uh, examining the different types has led me to a greater understanding of, you know, why people do things the way they do. Do you think... Um, um, I really agree with your thing, and I find I just got into guessing people's, like, personality types, and it's kind of addicting, so, um, do you think there's anything that it can help with, like, getting to know yourself even, like, similarly to, um, seeing what other people's thinking types are and how they perceive the world? Is it easier to get to know yourself through this? Yeah, for sure. So the most important part is the uh, function stack or like, you know, the functions, the cognitive functions you're most likely to use. Um, knowing this can help you know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. For example, um, I'm an INTP, which means at the top I have like introverted thinking and at the bottom, you know, extroverted feeling. So because of this, I know extroverted feeling is something I'm not the most developed at, and um, examining how I use it, especially in conjunction with the other functions, uh, has been a good way to develop how I interact or how I think in general. Yes. <laughs> um, and I would say that I really agree with um, just like the general concept of getting to know yourself is very like a really good thing in at least my personal life in I find that it kind of like when you're in tune with yourself you have this advantage in I don't know just like progressing in your life and there's so many more things you can do I feel like once you know what you're like because I feel like once you know yourself it's a starting point to like everything that you can do to improve you like or grow or like you know have personal growth mm -hmm. one trap that's easy to fall in is to you know compress yourself into this type sometimes when you know something about yourself you tend to act towards it rather than um, you know trying to balance it out with everything else about yourself and this can go for other people too like, you can tend to think of them in one specific way and not leave any room for doubt. So that's something to be wary of. Do you think that if you, like, for example, like, let's say in grade 5, I was, like, a I, J, I, I, 
E N J P or something just like different from what I am now. Do you think this like personality type is something that can evolve through the years, or are you typically just like follow similar thought patterns and? Mm. Yeah. This no one's really sure, but one factor that can affect this is when you're young, you like you don't really know how you think. You might if you take a quiz, you might answer like what you think is cool or what you think your friends would like or you know something like that. So when you're when you take it in grade five, you'll probably have a different result than when you take it later. I agree. <laughs> I think it's actually really cool to um, see, like, for example, if you took it in your teenage years, and then, like, I don't know, like, ten years later, you take it again, and it's interesting to see even, like, the slight variations in how you've developed, and even, like, it, for example, at age... I don't know, 15, you're like, oh, I should work on my extroverted feeling or extroverted what thinking or whatever. And then maybe in like 10 years, you can see like the difference that it's actually made. And maybe it's even like, I don't know, just more part of yourself to challenge these things. And I think that's what's really cool about knowing yourself, but also not limiting yourself to just the, you know, personality types. For sure. Yeah, one of the goals is to kind of move around the personality types. Um, one thing I've been noticing is the ones you're close to, some of them, it's easy to get into a state where you kind of emulate this other type, so to speak. For example, the most uh, common example is usually like IXXX types, like introverted types can act like EXXX types in social situations. So, you know, everyone has these two main introverted functions and two main extroverted functions, and it's really easy to, you know, switch between which one you use the most. So it's kind of easy to switch between these states. But for types that are more different from you, some of these are harder to, you know, some of them might even seem impossible to sort of embody perhaps um, but yeah a goal is definitely to explore these less explored functions and learn how to integrate them into your life so now I would like you to do like a I don't know a short a lightning round like summary of each of the personality types and then we can see like whether we find these accurate you know funny not accurate maybe you identify with another one and i don't know we can reflect on that together sure let's go through it um based on the common ordering so at the start we have the introverted intuitive thinking judger intj uh, this type is often described as like the mastermind they always seem like they're secretly trying to take over the world they can see into the future <laughs> so to speak like some people feel like mm, I feel like you know I just have this feeling something's gonna happen and then um, you know often they're right so that's why they're called the mastermind uh, next up is uh, my type INTP which is just one letter away from the INTJ but it's 
the last letter is the most important, so it's quite different. This type is kind of, well, it's hard to describe your own type because you don't want to, you know, be biased. Um, basically, I like thinking a lot, um, logically perhaps. Uh, this type is known for, you know, being scientisty, at risk of sounding not very humble. Um, Albert Einstein is this type. I would say, okay, from an outside <laughs> perspective, I would say you're very, like, I don't know, like, in your own, <laughs> living in your own fantasy of intelligence, and it's kind of great to see from an outside perspective, and that's my summary of what you are like, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely tend to get trapped in Mind my own palace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so next up is ENTJ. This is kind of like INTJ, but extroverted. So as you can imagine, they're like a, a leader sort of type with a plan. Like they're actually planning world domination, but they tell people about it. Yeah, like um, <laughs> you know, companies. They run companies. Uh, they're basically the leader or executive. They yeah. also kind of look to the future and you know do things about it. Yeah. More so than their introverted counterpart. And the last one in this group is the ENTP, also known as the Internet Troll. Um, <laughs> they have a lot of ideas, and they are good at, you know, thinking logically. So what this is good for is having arguments, having opinions, and, you know, just generally causing trouble. <laughs> The debater. Uh-huh, precisely. Like I could be a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're ENFP. It's pretty close. Okay, so the next four, uh, we have the... I forgot what they're called. The the dreamers, perhaps. Uh, the first one would be the INFJ. This is just the INTJ, but feeling instead of thinking. They can be very mysterious. They have the same look into the future sort of vibe. Um, but yeah, they're a lot more approachable, but still quite mysterious unless you really get to know them. Hmm, I feel like I can name a few people that are like that. Do you think, well, of course listeners aren't going to know, but do you think Karen is that? I feel like Karen has that vibe. I think she's ISFJ, actually, but we'll get there. <laughs> or ISFP, yeah. Um, the next one here is INFP, which is basically INTP's feeling counterpart. They have this kind of also get lost in their own world vibe. Is but, that me? Uh, I suppose when you're int feeling introverted. Oh, oh. Um yeah, but you rely a lot more on your values instead of, you know, thinking through everything, which is honestly quite tiring. Um, but yeah, in, in that respect, they're similar. But yeah, th thinking and feeling are, you know, opposites. So they have a somewhat of a different vibe. Next one is ENFJ, which is, if you remember, ENTJ. They're also quite leader-like. They're more inspirational because they have that feeling kind of thinking. So they, you know, they make great speakers and such. They're very inspiring. Yes. The last one, ENFP, the clown. 
<laughs> counterpart to the internetural. They also have lots of great ideas, but they're just, you know, describe them as prankter, pranksters more than trolls. Yeah, because they're like, it's I, right? Or is it still E? Uh, it's still E. It's just feelings. Ah, uh, yeah, thinking. yeah. That's really mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> the next ones, uh, this category is like normal people. <laughs> So first we have ISTJ. Honey, I'm sorry for anyone who just got slandered right there. They're not normal. They're unique in their own ways. Mm, yeah, they definitely are. <laughs> ISTJs are, they're very rule-abiding. They like to create systems. <laughs> to do their work. Um, yeah, if you, if you have a job, they'll get it done and they'll do it well. Um, that's not to say they can't be creative people. It's just they tend to gravitate towards, you know, schedules and routines, which makes them, you know, very productive. Uh, counter to that is ISFJ, which is the previous one, but feeling. People describe this one as, like, stereotypical nurse. They are quite routine, but they're also very caring. Perhaps Aww. the most caring out of all the types, you can argue. Yeah, but they're similarly, you know, they tend to gravitate towards familiar things or, you know, like routine and things they're already familiar with. Next up is the ESTJ. This is like the manager type. They're like ISTJs, um, but, you know, they're more action-oriented. They tend to be great at managing things, schedules, people. Um... I don't have much experience with this type, so I can't really say more. And then counter to that is ESFJ, which you typically think as the mom type. They're like, they're good at managing things, but... Is our mom that? Yeah. (laughs) Aww. Yeah, but they're like feeling instead of thinking, so they tend to consider everyone and what everyone's interests are. I would say that. I feel like they're very... Like, they're very, very caring, and they will... I don't know, they do, like, a lot of things to show their care and stuff. I don't know. I love my mother, and I love these types of people, so... Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay, the last section, or the last category... Um, I don't really know how to describe them overall, so I'll let each type speak for themselves. First is the ISTP, which is like the builder or crafter type. They're also thinking-oriented, but they enjoy new experiences, so this leads them to you know, build things, engineer, maybe garden, um, you know, this kind of thing. Uh, they tend to appear cold sometimes, like some of the other thinking types, which sometimes can appear very cool. Like, you just think of them as really cool. Uh, probably go to Home Depot a lot. Oh, insert Home Depot soundtrack right now. Might get copyrighted, but it's okay. We'll do a live version someday for y'all. I promise. Oh, maybe I don't, but maybe. Next type is ISFP, which is the previous one, but feeling. So instead of building things, they often create, like, pieces of art. Uh They like to, 
um, you know, they, they're kind of like the INFP, but instead of living in their own mental space, they tend to be more expressive with uh, they're whatever artsy. they're thinking. They're um, those yeah, you can cool think of people. a yeah, the orchid. Oh. <laughs> Next one is ESTP, which is ISTP but extroverted. Uh, this one is basically the Chad type. I think of someone who's really outgoing, likes to party, um, but they can sometimes appear kind of cold since they're more a thinking Chad. than feeling. Yeah, they're a Chad. Um, they also are oriented towards new experiences, which is why they, they're they so, you know, Chad. so boisterous. Yeah, this is the Chad type. If you can't remember the types, ESTP is the Chad type. Uh, the last one is ESFP, which is similar to the Chad type, but they're more like performy. They like to... Often they like to sing, they like to dance. They also like to go to events and um, you know be rowdy as a stereotype goes uh, but they're a little more you know they like to perform more than the uh, the ESTP which is more like hold my beer I'm gonna do a backflip hold my beer how did you memorize all of this uh, I may or may not have spent quite a few hours learning about all of them oh no do you think okay i have a question after all of that Mm -hmm. do you think like for example one certain personality type like matches well with others or like for uh, do you personally find um that your friends are usually a certain type or like a few certain types uh yeah there can definitely be influences for um you know types and compatibility uh one of the major things is you know, thinking slash feeling. I feel like you tend to relate to, you know, the same type more than you do the other type. Um, this goes for any of the categories, really. Most of my friends are um, ENTP while I'm INTP, which is, um, you know, they're very similar to me, uh, except they're more outgoing. I have one friend who's INFJ, so I think they're the only feeler in my friend group, sort of. Um, yeah, there's a whole... People have made, like, complex graphs on, <laughs> you know, who's compatible with whom, romantically, platonically. Um, it's, a, it's a whole subject to get into. Would you say that you, like, some of these types are, like, just you would not look for for like even like a I don't know romantic or platonic relationship is there anyone that you just like oh they're like or like oh I don't like these type of people oh they're typically this category or they typically have these things is there such a pattern that you can um I try not to think of that <laughs> but there are definitely such factors at play for example, um, XXTJs, the thinker judges, they tend to be really goal-oriented. <laughs> yeah, yeah goal-oriented. They're like, Aww. let's do this. Let's let's make a plan. Let's, you know. So that's really scary to me because I often like to take a lot of time to think things through, um, and it's just a lot of pressure when they want to do things. So there can be definitely 
you know, types that don't work well with other types. Do you think, like, for example, even, like, pushing this and, like, purposely working with someone or, I don't know, being, like, in a group project where you have to work with these type of people, do you think in the end it's actually, like, it helps your well-roundedness or do you think it just actually, like, you just don't like them still? Um, it depends on who you run into, honestly. Like, if you run into someone that you really don't get along with, like regardless of the type then it could deepen that um that rift perhaps but if you find someone who you work well with it can work it can help you work on your um weaknesses and getting along with people you don't usually relate to would you say like do you think um would you really like dislike someone who's your like the same personality type as you or is it generally, like, if you're similar personality types, it's just a general umbrella of, oh, we're in the same family. Uh, this could depend on who you are on, or, like, what type you are, honestly. Uh, generally, I think it's best if, like, someone's kind of different from you, but not so different that you don't, like, they're you just don't understand them. And they're not also, like, completely identical. Though that's not to say you can't be friends with someone of your type. Um. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's really cool to see how, yes, there are interactions between, like, different types, but at the same time, our cats are fighting outside, so they're just tumbling. Um, but it's interesting to see, like, the... Um, differences and similarities or like connections between these personality types but also how just other factors of your personality can play into like relationships and things you can learn with and things you can like whether you work well together or stuff and it's just like I like how it like I don't know highlights or highlights how even though these are categories, you're not limited to them, and it's not, like, one thing that dictates everything, but still has this flexibility, and, um, but still, like, this, you know, general sense of cat, like, I, same with, like, any type of labeling, if I, I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but just, like, you have a category or you have this like other people that are like you but within each category of course there's going to be differences and I think that's really cool not to only know about yourself but other people and how you can interact with them mm-hmm. uh, I think Myers-Briggs is definitely the more I don't I almost want to say fun oriented um, type indicator if you really want to get into like absolute scientific um, ways to, you know, measure someone's personality. Uh, you should look into the big five personality traits. It's the ones the scientists actually use in their experiments. Um, yeah, the Myers-Briggs kind of correlates with four out of the five traits. Um, the one it leaves out is neuroticism, which is basically, you know, how, how you're affected by negative things happening. Um, so yeah, so it leaves that one out. It's just like the lighthearted version. It's like, let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not. Mm. But yeah, I think it's like, 
you know, very helpful to know who you are. And thank you for coming to my podcast. It means a lot. And the second episode, we're going on a strong start. And is there anything you would like to plug? Anything you would like to say? Follow us. Yeah, follow my podcast. Yeah. And I'll be posting every, I don't know, like other week. I don't know. DM me if you're interested in participating. Anything like that. And we'll see you next time. Yay. Mm.